Hello and welcome to the podcast Spooky Saturday. We are here to question the suspicious, investigate the intriguing, and do our best to distinguish fact from fiction. Each episode, we dive headfirst into a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, history, and more to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome, Spooky Scouts. We're back. Welcome. Welcome. We planned on talking about aliens last time. And yeah, Kayla has some alien earrings. I've got oh, my yes. alien earrings. It's alien time. They're UFOs and they're abducting pizza. They're abducting pizza. And mine are just big alien faces. Also good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're happy to be here. Happy, happy August slash start of spooky season. I went to Spirit Halloween the other day. I know. It's I open. Really go. I really it's open, go. you guys. It's open now. Be safe, wear your mask, yeah. sanitize, and you can you too can go to Spirit Halloween. Yeah. Wear your mask. Um, depends on if you feel like putting yourself in danger for <laughs> spooky season. <laughs> but regardless, um, there's a lot of plague doctors. Uh, yeah, I saw year. that. It's very topical, I guess. It's right? very topical. It's I I don't know if that's appropriate. Maybe. Not really. <laughs> Not really, but, but that's fine. I mean, I it's it's like it's funny. I'll give them that. It's very funny. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, Too I don't soon. know. I don't know. Um, but so that's that's amusing. Other than that, nothing nothing new to report. What else did I? We mostly went looking for Halloween stuff the other day just for fun. Did you see what is? Who has this? Um, I saw this going around Twitter. Was it Home Depot that has the giant dragon that breathes smoke? Oh yeah, smoke? Home, yeah. Home Depot always has the giant dragons for Halloween. <laughs> I want that, but I would a hundred percent get in trouble. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I, mean, I rent, huge. so I, I don't yeah, think it would take up like, like my entire slice of yard that I have. If I, I don't know, yeah, I would just like I don't know where you would put like put it anywhere. Like what, like what, like large house has enough room for a giant dragon? Be so good. I'm very tempted. Like 2020, it's gotta, it's gotta. I have to have a high note at some point. I need, yeah. I need the dragon. I need a dragon. Yeah. Oh, I agree. What else? Anything else happened? Not really. It's it's summer here, so it's very warm. Um, but it's also pandemic, so like, what do I mean? What I've been making some art. That's good. Art's yeah, good. Yeah, that is Art's good. good. Yeah, that's uh. Then molding and casting things again. That's fun. Made a couple rookie mistakes. Yeah, because I haven't done it in a long time, so I like my my I mixed my resin wrong, and it just got all goopy. That was cool. How can the people? get these resin casts if they were interested no (laughs) tell them no they're it's the art tier on my patreon and it's uh it's fun they're little like pins they like go on your clothes but they're little like resin familiar creatures (gasps) they're little brooches brooches brooch how are you saying i was just making them for fun it was good so yes you can get those at patreon.com slash holly conrad right yeah yes yeah they're very fun but that's been good. So I'm making some art. Um, we have a quick, I'll show you guys. We have a super special thing coming up. I'm not showing you all of them because there's a secret one. So there's going to be, be a, there's going to be a secret one. But now we're going soon on the store. We will have patches. Ooh, patches. There's the spooky Saturday one. And then uh, here's, here's a, here's a, a, the eyeball one. Again, a, these are, these are merit badges, an alien merit badge. 
and then a, a mush merit badge, and there's and a, a knife. There's one secret one um, that we will give clues on how to obtain that one. Yeah, that one's gonna be good. Yeah, so you'll have to you'll have to follow a a, a, a list of clues to actually get the secret the secret merit badge. But if you have your own spooky vest, you can put them on your vest. So that's fun. Yeah, I need to figure, I need to look up what dye I use to dye our vests and then I can let everybody know. Because this was just a denim vest that yeah. I dyed to get it the right color. And it was a, a writ dye. I can't remember which one. I'll have to look that up. It's a good green. Yeah. yeah, it's like the dark, but then, I think the only dark green maybe. Yeah, you'll have your own ability to make a spooky vest, a spooky Saturday vest and get your secret badge. How exciting. How exciting. But yeah, let's talk about some aliens. So I I listened to the entire audiobook of the Bob Lazar book. So <laughs> yeah, I pretty excited. much read the whole Bob Lazar book. Um, and there's a lot of interesting stuff in there that they didn't talk about in the documentary. So I will be I will be covering that. <laughs> there's just it's it's funny. I'm I'm excited to share share the the information with you. <laughs> Okay, so the stuff that wasn't in the documentary, is it because it's ridiculous, like more ridiculous? No, or? it's just like, it's like, I found it fascinating because it's just like normal mundane stuff. It's just like, like a lot about his relationships and a lot about like, lots of just like, lots of just like really mundane things that kind of makes it a little bit more like down to earth, like him going into the desert with his friends and like, um, it makes him like more human if that makes sense that's nice because it's like i feel like in the documentary you can't really relate to him <laughs> at all no, not that that was no. the priority but it does make it seem more believable if the people right. are more average right exactly yeah so it's it's really interesting but you covered some uh mufon stuff it's right? true i have a membership to <laughs> yes uh, to MUFON. If you are unfamiliar, it is the Mutual UFO Network. And it's a network of peoples that tracks UFO sightings and talks about them. So I have access to the website and can maybe talk about some of the recent sightings and the numbers they have since they track numbers of sightings month by month. Interesting. Um, so you know this activity is still currently occurring. It has That's not went away. We are still seeing UFOs everywhere. Everywhere. Scary stuff. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to go first, or do you want me to tell you all about... Uh, we could do do current events. What's this article? This current events oh, yes. article. <clears throat> well, we'll cover current events first, because I feel like that makes more sense. <laughs> it's yet, been a while. We're a little rusty. I'm sorry. It's true. We're... It's fine. But I was sent an article today from The Guardian, which is a very reputable news source, I tend to use them since they aren't, they are unbiased, an unbiased news network about, and it, the, the article is titled, U.S. Defense Department Creates Task Force to Investigate UFOs. And it says, Task Force to Detect and Analyze Unidentified Aerial Phenomena That Could Potentially Pose a Threat to National Security, Pentagon said. So this is a thing that was posted today, Saturday, August 15th, 2020. This is where our priorities currently lie. Yeah, <laughs> just toss the post office, you know, yeah. just F everything else. Where's the aliens? Woo! Yeah. Like, Get the aliens. Is, I'm like, this is something you should have focused on before, but sure, go off, I guess. But it says here, the U.S. Department of Defense has formed a new body to investigate what it calls unidentified aerial phenomena to report to monitor reported sightings of most people, 
of what most people call UFOs. The move is likely to spark wide interest in alien hunters worldwide, looking for signs that humanity is not alone in the universe. Although the dry language of the Pentagon's announcement of the new group, group belied its intent as watchers of the sky for potential first contact. The Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, or the UAPTF, was created by the Deputy Defense Secretary David Norquist. Norquist? Norquist? Norquist, On, Norquist? Okay, yeah. what a name. On the 4th of <laughs> August, strengthening an already existing effort that since 2018 has been under the purview of the Office of Naval Intelligence. The Department of Defense established the UAPTF to improve its understanding of and gain insight into the nature and origins of UAPs. The mission of the task force is to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. national security, the Pentagon said in a statement. The move is only the latest from the Pentagon when it comes to UFOs. The Senate recently required the Director of National Intelligence and Secretary of Defense, working with other intelligence and law enforcement agencies, to prepare a public report of government findings on the UAP issue. In April, the U.S. also released three declassified videos that show U.S. Navy pilots encountering what appear to be unidentified flying objects. The Pentagon said it released the footage to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage... Oh, you mean that the they're, footage... like, keeping a bunch of secrets? Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're not keeping secrets. Not us. Yeah, they said they, they right. released it to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real or whether or not there is more to the video. Here come the men in black. All right. And then they talk about how the country is at a crossroads. Science is in a battle with conjecture and instinct to determine policy in the middle of a pandemic. So yeah. is this part of the Space Force? I, or is this a new one? This, is a, this, this was established on the 4th of August. So I think this is a new one because the Space Force I thought was established like last month or the month before right. it's been a little bit so this is brand spanking new weird um the ua weird. ptf i'm like this is this is what we're prioritizing right now right it's yeah, very like, distracting and, isn't it even yeah it sure is even and even then they they gave it its own like article and own like press release and stuff Mm-hmm. they're just like oh i swear i swear to god we're gonna like they're going to come out and be like, just so you know, aliens are real uh, right before, like, on November 3rd. Yes, I, I <laughs> fully believe that. I think, like... They're just going to be like, just so you know, everyone, in case you don't want to panic, aliens are real. Get Okay, I guess send in your mail-in votes. Oh, there's no post office. I guess we just have to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fully what? believe that is what's going to happen because that... What is this? I, they could have done this so long ago. I don't fully believe they're actually doing anything with it yeah there's no way I, it's just it seems like it's a political distraction which makes me mad because i'm it's just weird like, just hook up with mufon okay they've been doing this for so long you don't even need to i know uh yeah no but that's that's what makes sense is is like that they're just trying to be distracting with it and it's just like whoa like everyone already knows there's something there if you've done any research on it at all yep Everyone already knows that. So what's the point of this? Like, what public are you trying to convince? Yeah, it's stupid. And then they say they released the videos so that way people would know that they're real. Like, that's what right. that statement says to me. And I'm just like, but, but like, why? There's no, I don't know. 
they they're doing these things without any sort of like we are doing this to see like come forward if you have seen these things or like blah 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 but they're just like it's just to be distracting and try and take over the news i feel like yeah yeah no exactly nebula coffee like oh important events are happening this year like the the rise of fascism i guess the time for a distraction (laughs) the fall of the post office hope you like paying 15 dollars to mail a birthday card yeah oh boy please go buy stamps save the post office (laughs) go buy some stamps Uh, um yeah so i mean if that happens topical for us but we'll we'll keep keep our eye open you know i just i don't know i i think that that would be someone's going to because i don't know i don't want to get like overly political but the current administration i could see releasing information like going rogue and releasing information as a distraction because oh, for like sure. everything has been done by going yes. rogue it seems absolutely. like so absolutely absolutely the only my only hope is that they just didn't tell the administration anything that like all of those like all of those like the like dark parts of the of the government like are just so secretive that that they don't share it you know yeah that would have been the smart thing to do, but maybe they right. did it before they realized, like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, like, Clinton was, like, always talked about UFOs and stuff, and he was like, yeah, like, they don't, like, like, we can't get that information. Like, I don't think he said that exactly, but, like, he acted like he wanted it and didn't know, like, in interviews and Ooh. stuff. So, I don't think that they, because if you think about it, I don't know if we talked about this or if I talked about it a while ago, I can't remember, but the president is a part-time employee of the government. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to give him all the secrets. He's only no. there for four years. Yeah, it's years. like, why would you tell... God, no. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's like, why would you tell someone who's not permanent in any right. way? Like, not a permanent employee. Like, right, you are yeah. on a contract basis. Bush, Bush never talked about UFOs, but I think that's because Bush was like too busy trying to like start wars for his dad yeah (laughs) grandpa was worried about some other grandpa was worried about other stuff but yeah i don't think trump's ever talked about ufos either but like which i find strange because he sure has talked about everything else it's like he just word vomits into uh, into nothingness so it's like you'd think eventually he'd be like and uh also aliens are real okay (laughs) like (laughs) Yeah, I, I fully expect that's what's going to happen. That's going to be like the last ditch effort after trying to remove mailboxes and prevent yeah. you from mailing things. If you're going to vote, if you're going to mail and vote, do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Send it ASAP. Yeah, I know. Well, and that's that's coming back around to like the Bob Lazar stuff. That was part of the stuff that made the book a lot more believable is because of all of the like government dysfunction. <laughs> Yeah, that's like because I I uh, whipped out my the day after Roswell book in case yeah. we wanted to read any descriptions from there, but it's the same thing. Very dysfunctional, yeah. very secretive. Nobody knows what the other person's doing yeah. ever. Like, accurate. yeah, and like yeah, just weird, weird stuff. Just really weird. Like it just it went into so many bizarre like twists and turns of like, and also like. I think the other thing about the book that made it so interesting is is Bob Lazar also talks about his mistakes. 
like that he got really upset and cocky about like his position and he made some mistakes because like at the time he just like he was he said that he like what he had done like he totally regretted it and like wouldn't have done it because he wanted he wanted to have still worked on the project so like him getting more or less like kicked off the project like he was like i wish that like i hadn't have like been such like an asshole more or less oh wow yeah which i thought was really fascinating because he was he was talking about all the stuff that i guess i could just go into it because it's it's just it's super super interesting but like it has it's more or less like a whole, like his point of view of all the stuff that happened. And I thought like the most like research interesting parts of the book were like when he describes the craft and he describes like the things that he saw and like the reactor that he saw. And it's more or less like he's talked about it like on the show, which is like he saw an anti-gravity reactor. Yes. It's more or less like, yeah. And he described it as, which I thought was really fascinating. This is how, how it works. Like if you put... Like, if you put, um, like, a marble on a mattress, mm-hmm. right, and you drop, like, a bowling ball onto a mat- onto in the middle, yes, the mattress bends, and that's how, that's how these things work, is, like, they're more or less bending space-time, like, they're folding it. So, like, the, they cause a, they use, like, a, a ton of energy with their little, like, uh, underneath, like, gravity adapter thing. To more or less like pinpoint a spot and then pull themselves to it. So that's why they don't get affected by space time because they're literally using gravity to bend space time. That sounds like how you could teleport also. Oh yeah. Oh, for that's why that's probably that's probably why it looks like they teleport when we see them move. Because they're going so quickly and in such a different way than we're used to is that they're actually bending space-time. So, yeah. So that was really... And he said the reactor was only, like, this big. Like, it was, like, really small. And then they have that weird element that he talked about and that, like, that that, um, element, like, 151 or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't remember the number. Is that the one from the day after Roswell that they find? Or is that something else? No, this is the one that that they... um, this is the one that they found in the craft that they ended up replicating that Bob Lazar talked about and it wasn't real yet. And then later on, like, it came out that it was real. Oh. So, like, that's more proof to that, like, he was actually knew what he was doing. He also had a rocket car and everyone in Vegas knew that he had a rocket car. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's how he became friends with John Lear. He was friends with John Lear, who invented the Lear jet. And him and John Lear and, like, his other friend, who was, um, I think he was, like, he had had a normal job, would go out into the desert and, like, while he was still working at Area 51, he would take them out there and show them the craft tests. He would take them out there, like, in, like, a tra- like a trailer, and they'd go out to the desert and he would show them. Like, this was after, so, like, he kept all a secret until they started ghosting him. He got upset that they were ghosting him because he was like, I'm smart, I should be doing more. So they started ghosting him. He got pissed off. And then he, so he told his friends and they, he took him out there and said, yeah, it's real. Like, there it is. It's right there. And they were like, oh man, it is real. Like, you're right. And then they, then they started sending like secret police after him and like started like stalking him. Like the government started stalking him. Yeah. I remember that from the documentary. That was the main thing I remember. Well, the main, the, the main thing that, so it turns out that 
it wasn't because of him that they were stalking him. Like, it, this was the weirdest twist of that they didn't talk about in the show at all, was that it wasn't about him. They were, he'd never passed his clearance because they were, they were more or less, like, spying on him and researching him to make sure that he could stay a part of this project. The reason that they didn't is because his wife was cheating on him. Oh. And this was never talked about. So he thought... He thought that they were stalking him. Like, he thought that they were, like, watching him to see if he didn't, he did anything. Turns out they were watching his, him and his wife because his wife was cheating on him. And they, they were worried about his emotional state because she was cheating on him. And he only found this out after he got in trouble. And they called him in and they were like, listen, like, you, you told people about this. Like, you're fucked. You're, you're in trouble. And they were, and then they were, he was like, what do you mean? Like, no idea. Like he tried to like play it off. And then they were like, just so you know, your wife's cheating on you. <laughs> and like, they used it as like leverage. They were like, they were like, yeah, like we were trying to get your clearance, but now you messed it all up. You're not going to work on this again. And your wife is cheating on you. Bye. <laughs> Have a nice life. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. They were like, they were like, she was clapping those alien cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> but so the, yeah. So the government was the one that told him his wife was cheating on him. And he, like, was obviously devastated and, like, they tried to make it work and ended up not being able to make it work and all this stuff. And, like, he goes into that. But that that side of his personal life was never even talked about. And, like, he has this whole long apology in the book. Like, I'm sorry about the people I hurt by, like, releasing this information more or less. Like, he's sorry about the people in the government he hurt and, like, any of his friends. Like, he never wanted to hurt anyone. He just, like, he made a mistake. And it turns out it's like they were literally stalk like not stalking him, but watching him because they didn't trust his emotional state because they he didn't know his wife was cheating on him. They weren't worried that his wife would know stuff and share it with people. Well, they they could have been. I mean, they could have been, but I think the the main point was that I think the main reason that they were so like concerned is that he didn't know, and here he was working on this super secret project. So they were worried about his, like, emotional state. Like, and they were probably worried about him, like, losing it after he finds out she's cheating on him and being like, oh my god, there's aliens, which is, like, what happened, which is more or less what happened. But it wasn't because of his wife cheating on him. It was because of them ghosting him. Because what they would do is so they would, they would call him in to work. So he, he owned a photo developing business. That was, like, his main gig. This was the other thing. This was... This like blew my mind. I was just like, are you kidding me? So here's here's what he did. He he owned a photo business. That was his main job. Mm-hmm. So he got this job at Area 51 because the, he was so good at like having a rocket car. Literally he got the job because <laughs> he had a rocket car. I think it's because he met he met someone who was important who had already been working on this stuff. They knew he was good at rockets and he got hired because of the rocket car. Wow. So yeah, and he also had a like he was a physicist, had like degrees and stuff, and used to work at um he used to work at like not Lawrence Livermore, but the um, the one in New Mexico. But He's, the rocket worked... car really sold it. Yeah, but the rocket car really sold it. So he, so he, I know. <laughs> Los Alamos, yeah, yeah, that's where he worked at Los Alamos. So he had already done, he had already been doing a lot of things with strange materials and stuff like that. Nothing obviously like alien. Yeah, totally. So yeah, the rocket car. So anyway, so he would get called in to work. So they would call him in. And uh, he would work, They more or less like they gave him and this other guy, I can't remember, Barry, his name was Barry, him and Barry, 
Um, they gave Barry and him this reactor and said more or less, like, we have to figure out how this thing works. Like, your job is to figure out how this thing works. Also, other people have tried. One building blew up. Like, we can't figure, like, literally, like, we can't figure out how this thing works. We need your help. And they were the ones that actually figured out the, the whole, like, the gravity and how it, like, bends space-time and all this stuff. Like, I don't know how, like, that went over my head. I was like, what, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's some wrinkle in time shit. Yeah, but the best part is that he was never paid. They didn't pay him. They well, that were sounds so, familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, they were so <laughs> disorganized and so messed up. By the end of all of this, like, however many six months he was working on this, but they showed him the UFO. They showed him all this stuff and then ghosted him. And then, we, you know, he got, he lost it and then got mad. And then they told him his wife was cheating on him. And then he got, like, one check for, like, $900. <laughs> That's all he got paid. <laughs> he, like, never even got paid. I was just like, like, what? Wow. But that, like, that disorganization of, like, the government... And all of this, like, big mess stuff. But yet, like, their secretive, like, spying and all this stuff was super efficient. I was like, oh, of course, they didn't pay him. But, like, they managed to, like, spy on him and his wife. And ruin his life. And yeah, ruin like... his life. Yeah. And he would, so he would go in, and they were so, like, creepy about it. He would, like, go meet up with friends or, like, go meet up with a friend. And he would come outside and his doors of his car would, like, be open. Stuff like that. Like, just, like, just open. Like, just after he had locked them. Like, they would just mess with him. And his boss pretty much, like, called him and threatened him, like, multiple times. Which is why he ended up going public. Because his boss more or less, like, threatened, like, we're gonna kill you. Are you- Like, like, we're, like you cannot live a normal life. We are going to, like, like, you're in trouble. And so he was like, well, I'm gonna go public with, with this stuff. Because, like- Yeah, because if you kill me, then, you know, this is going to they'll break They'll know open. it's true. They'll yeah. know it's true, which is why he did that. I was like, that's nuts. Like, this is nuts. And the fact that he was friends with John Lear, who was super into UFOs, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's the weird connections of that whole, like, like Vegas, like, uh, group of, like, scientists and stuff was just really interesting. But, yeah, that's that was mostly what I got out of it, was that there was just this really weird, like like, personal side to all of it that never was even mentioned in the documentary, which I feel was very pertinent. Yeah, it makes... Because it makes it make more sense. Mm-hmm. It makes make more sense that, um, that he was so afraid, for one. He was so distraught. And that, like, he really just wanted to work on this project. And it even said later in the book, like, I want, I wish that none of this had happened because it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And to tell, like, and to be honest, I much would have rather continued to work on this UFO and this reactor rather than, like, have to go public like this. And it's because I messed up. It was like, it's because he, they were ghosting him and he got cocky. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, that was the thing about the documentary is like you, I, the stuff like that is so sensationalized. Yeah, yeah. And that what you're describing kind of brings it down to earth a little bit, so to say. Like, yeah. you know, the fact that he's being blackmailed with the, the infidelity, like. Yeah. Well, and the fact that that was the reason why he they were ghosting him. They were ghosting him because they were trying to get his clearance and the fact that his wife was cheating on him made it made him more or less too unstable and more and a, like a and a liability so 
And they were right because he ended up telling everyone. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. How long is that book? Um, it wasn't too long. It was the, the audio book was like six hours. Well, that's not bad. No. The audio book was awesome. And it, there's just, it was just a lot, really interesting, like just really fascinating. Lots of different like things about the technology too. And like, but like the weirdest thing is that, they, I mean, they didn't, they didn't know anything about this technology. Like they would, they had this reactor, but they didn't give them any background on it. They were just like, yeah, this shit's weird. Like, help us figure it out. <laughs> Good like, luck. And this, <laughs> and this guy, Barry, like just sat there and tried to figure it out. Like, and it's just, it was just really interesting because the way, like listening to all of the details, again, it just made it so much more believable like it's so much more like okay this really happened like there was after when they were still ghosting him he went out into the desert with his friends in their like their camper van or whatever and there were police there like police like caught them and he literally like ran into the bushes to like hide while his friends were like oh yeah we're not here then they ran into more he got back in like later then they ran into more police and this time he couldn't like get out and the police were like, yeah, the last stop of the police said there were three people and now there's four people in your car. Can someone explain this? And then, like, they took all their IDs. This was, I think this was actually before he got, like, quote unquote, like, totally fired. The police took their IDs and when they came to give them back, they gave Bob's back and they said, seems like they know who you are down there. So you guys are good to go at, like, down at the base. So they had they had called the base and like been like, hey, these people like are here and they knew who Bob Lazar was, so they like let him go. Oh god. Yeah. I know. It's weird. But like I hate it. Yeah. But he other than that, like he was just a dude that really liked rockets. <laughs> <laughs> he just liked his rocket car. Yeah. He just, he just really, trying to live his life. No, he just really like his main interest was like uh, energy outputs. Like he was which yeah, that comes across in the sh- in the documentary is he just like really is interested in energy outputs and in in like propulsion and things like that. So a lot of the science in the book is just like him being more or less like the amount of energy that this thing could put out is so astronomical compared to what we're capable of doing with with like combustion that it's and figuring it out is like super hard. So yeah, that's like I don't know I science is not my forte, but I just can't imagine trying to reverse engineer something like that. Like you're handed, it's the 1950s and someone hands you a smartphone and they're like, figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I think that's a lot of the reason why they, you know, had such a hard time. Oh, and he just, it was cool because he did just like, there's a whole section in the book where he describes inside of the craft and stuff, and that's really cool. Like, Whoa, it's what is he? Because he said that the craft, he said that the craft was made of one piece. There were no welds. There were no plates. It looked like 3D it was printed. Of, yeah, it looked, ex- I mean, exactly. It must have been. Like, that makes perfect sense. There was no, there was no indication that it was, that it was the, you know, it was, there was just one piece. And inside, he said, like, it was really, you know, there wasn't, anything indicating like controls or anything and they're just like tiny chairs and it's weird there's multiple levels to it so that's like the the 
because the is it in the day after Roswell where they talk about the ship control system and it's there's no controls because yes, it's all it's all telepathic. It's a headband, right? Like there yeah. was like a headband that they had that controlled it. Yeah. I can't remember what this book is called, but if you just search Bob Lazar, it's like the one that he wrote. It's the one that was like written by him. And the way it's so funny, the way he talks, the way he like writes in the book, I'm just like, you are just like rocket grandpa. <laughs> like, like he's definitely like rocket grandpa. And but it, then it then is like it's like sad, like parts about his love life. And I'm like, oh, and his first wife died of cancer. That was sad too. Aww. I know. Dude had a hard life. Grandpa. I know. Rocket is Grandpa. Is it Dreamland, an yeah, autobiography? Dreamland. Yes. And I listened to the audiobook, and it was very good. And it's a it's a quick audiobook listen. And it's fascinating. It's fascinating just because of who he is and, like, what he's done. So, like, uh, even if you don't believe in the alien stuff, like, it's a really interesting, like, just kind of snapshot of this guy in, like, the early 80s i think like in vegas like living a rocket life <laughs> yeah he sounds like like incredibly intelligent yeah and he's very smart yeah he's very smart also seems like a very like emotional person which i thought was interesting because in the documentary he seems very like sciencey mm-hmm. but like in this book it's like you can tell that it was you know especially his like sincere apology is what really struck me too like, he seemed like he genuinely regrets the way that he behaved, and he genuinely regrets that he could not stay on that project, because that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I think he, like, really, he really wanted to do more with it. Yeah, that is sad. And he could yeah. have probably done a lot more. He Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he's, like, he's, like, was super smart when it comes to propulsion, so he probably could have, but it didn't matter because they were so secretive and scared probably because um there was some stuff where like russians were involved too so like at one point they give him a gun at one point they're like you need to carry this gun like more or less like because like they don't know like who's coming after him what yeah so there's like well, yeah i would have gotten away from that too personally <laughs> yeah Ooh, no thanks yeah but yeah it was so it was wild it was a wild ride but i i believe bob i think bob deserves uh to be listened to and I think, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know if we've figured out how that reactor works, even to this day. Like, that's my, that's my kind of takeaway is, like, the government is so dumb and, like, so disorganized and, like, all that secrecy is so devastating that I think, I don't think they've figured it out. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's just sad because I feel like if, if we do have this alien technology and we have access to potentially figuring out like ways of generating power that are detrimental to our planet and we aren't getting the right people to look at it and we aren't sharing that information it's so it's so bad we're like not advancing which makes sense and is probably exactly what is happening like we have something that would like generate power in a way where we're not literally consuming the planet and they're just yep. like, no, no, it's in a filing cabinet because we don't want to share it with anybody yeah. and get the right people in here. And this reactor thing, I mean, he more or less said it's like putting out the the power, like the like the power of the sun. Like this thing is like so strong that it's like it's stronger than anything that we have. And it's there's no residue, there's no there's no pollution, there's no because it's using gravity. And we don't as a society don't even understand what gravity is. Yeah. <laughs> 
So like, yeah. So it's it's just it's really interesting. It was just very interesting, but yeah. So salute to you, Bob Rocket Grandpa. <laughs> rocket Grandpa, thank you for all you do in your rocket car. We believe you. That was another patch we wanted to do. Was we believe Bob? We believe Bob. He's yeah. such a <laughs> he's such a good grandpa. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look up his rocket car. I don't know if I'll find it online. Yeah, I don't know. But there was an article in the Las Vegas newspaper about his rocket car in the 80s. Ooh, water-powered car. See that he's so smart. I don't know. We're just doomed. We're all doomed. <laughs> because we don't help each other and don't trust people who know what they're talking about. That's another thing, actually. The reason why they were so secretive is one of the things he's... His theory as to why, because no one even told him, was uh, the wrong person learns you know, the 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 wrong thing and they could destroy the whole planet. Like, they could literally destroy planets. Like, so he was just like, yeah, like, if someone, if someone got a hold of this who, like, wanted to destroy cities, planets, they could do it. So that's why they were so secretive. Which makes sense. I guess, but I feel like worrying about people harming each other holds us back a lot. Maybe, like, just... Have some I mean, faith in people. Yeah. I don't know. But again, I also don't at the same time and realize that a lot of people suck. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know, <sighs> man. Believe, I believe you, Rocket Grandpa. I believe you, Rocket but Grandpa. But yeah, the book is called Dreamland. And um, it's very interesting. It's good. That is very interesting. Yeah. But yeah. If I think of anything else, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Like I was usually like when I, if I'm drawing or doing art while I listen to these things, I absorb like all of it. And then I'm just like, yay. That, so if I think of anything else, I will say it. But that's pretty much what I took away from it. I like that. That's very interesting. It's re- Did he talk about UFOs at all and sightings? Or was he more talking about, since it's his autobiography, I'm guessing he didn't touch on anything like that. Because what was interesting is he wasn't even into that. Like he wasn't into UFOs at all. John Lear was like John Lear was super into UFOs, but he but he didn't really care. He again, he just really was interested in propulsion. And even at first, before they showed him, like before they showed him the actual UFO, him and Barry, like both thought like, yeah, they didn't know where this thing came from. And Barry was saying like, you know, maybe it's from like another dimension. I don't think it's from aliens. Like, I don't think this is from like another planet, blah, blah, blah. And then once they saw the ship, they were like, oh, oh, yeah, this is this is aliens. <laughs> like, literally, Barry didn't even believe in aliens and was working on this thing. Like, he was like, I don't think this is, like, extra planetary, like, blah, blah, blah. And then only when they showed them the actual craft, which they convinced them to show them because they were like, listen, like, we can't just see a piece of this propulsion system. We need to see the whole thing to understand how this thing works. Right. Like, we can't just see a piece of it and try and reverse engineer it when we need to see the whole thing. And so that's when they took them and showed them the craft. Yeah, Barry didn't even think it was an alien until he saw, until he saw the craft. So, and Bob Lazar never, wasn't out there looking for UFOs, wasn't out there. He was just making his rocket car. He was just, you know. So is the craft, is the alien craft the one from the day after Roswell? Like, the one that I don't know. he saw? I- I mean, it, it, he saw that typical, like, you can actually, I'll bring it up, actually, because it's really interesting. He did an illustration of it, and I think it's in the book, but I'll see if I can find the drawing. Because um, he shows, yeah, here it is. He shows how the propulsion system worked. I know, it's so, it's so interesting. Yeah, I was trying I wanna, to, I want to meet, I want to meet Bob. 
Yeah, he'll be like, you want to take a ride in my rocket car? <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> oh my god, this one's signed. He signed this one. He just like... Ooh. All right, all right, Bob. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so here's the drawing. More or less, like, he said in the center, those things in the bottom are gravitational, like, thrusters. So it doesn't move, like, the nor- like a normal, like, car. It doesn't go forward. It those it turns upside down those things pinpoint a place wherever i guess like he said there was like some sort of like solar system like system map or something they pinpoint a place where it needs to go and then space time folds and it's there like because it's it's pinpointing energy on the other side and like pulling itself towards it that is so cool yeah so that's what he says that's what he says it looks like looks like a yeah, I don't know why there's a heart around this one. Maybe he just drew it for someone. <laughs> he just <laughs> loves it. But yeah, those little propulsion things. Like he said there was three of them and they could rotate. I'm trying to find... I can't remember where, if the craft was described in the day after uh, Roswell. Because I, I did bookmark where he talked about the different devices that right. they confiscated and that they have. But I don't know about the craft. Yeah, that that's... So weird. Yeah, and he said there was like a central pillar kind of thing. Just like, God, it's just like, it's really weird. Oh, here's one that I guess like they had an artist do like a better rendition of it. It definitely looks like a little bit like, no, I don't want to go to YouTube. (laughs) Don't take me to YouTube. I just want to look at them aliens. Okay, now we're getting into Tesla. Stop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah really... I will say that all of the images in the day after Roswell, they look like that. Like the UFO photos that they have from the National Archives. Yeah. They are that shape for sure. I found this one. I don't know if he did it. It's cool. There's some alchemy Ooh, that's symbols. very nice. There's some alchemy symbols on the bottom. I don't know oh, why. Oh, yeah, there are. Ooh, hate that. Um, yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's got the three propulsion things on the bottom. Like, that's what he, that's was like his main thing. It was not big inside. But yeah. Yeah. So that's a, I don't know. I would like to believe that that is our, like that and like probably day after Roswell. These are like the closest that we're going to get to knowing things. And what's interesting is like Bob Lazar didn't even, like, he didn't even see that much. He didn't even know that much. He just, he handled that reactor and he tried to figure, and he handled that element mm-hmm. and he tried to figure out, the stuff with this reactor and saw the ship once and that was it and got paid eight hundred dollars or whatever oh my god that's just too that hits too close to home and what's and what i think also makes it what also i think makes it really like again more believable is how little he was shown and how hard it was for him to get even to see in to see the crap so and how secretive everyone was. Like, it seems like it was very secretive. Like, it was very, like, need-to-know basis because he wasn't shown, like, he never saw the aliens. He never saw, he never saw anything else besides that reactor and that one moment when he got to go and see the ship and that was it. Well, that's like, it just reminds me because I, in the the day after Roswell, I remember Philip J. Corso, the only reason he got to see a dead alien was because he like snuck into the warehouse where this Mm -hmm. one guy was guarding it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The items that he saw, which he describes 
were just in a filing cabinet and they secretly took him there to the filing cabinet and they were like, figure these things out. And that's about it. So it's like, it it tracks with Bob Lazar's experience, basically, where they're just like, here's a bunch of shit we collected from the alien crash site, figure out what it does. And he's just like, uh. Yeah, and they don't know. They're like, I I don't know. Like, what am I supposed to figure out? Like, it's, again, it's like the the amount of unknowns is just so huge. Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah, it's just like, I, I brought this book today because I wanted to talk about the items that he had because I fully, I don't know, I feel like, wouldn't it be interesting if, Within the next few months, they do release like what they these, have. Yeah, what they have. Yeah. Like not just these sightings of aerial phenomena, yeah. but if they're just like these are the items that we've picked up and we have no explanation for. And because he has like a good description of a handful yeah. of small items that are just unexplainable. Yeah. What it, what it, what out. are they? So he said like it was stuff that fit in a filing cabinet. I remember that. It's That's just so wild. Funny. Yeah, the general, I remember this because, like, he goes through this whole description about how the general took him through, there was, like, a back door in that guy's office, and he took him through the back door and down underneath his office, and that's where the filing cabinet was. It was, like, a whole ordeal <laughs> wow. to keep it secret, but in a really dumb way. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, this is so dumb. <laughs> but it's, like, that's that's why I feel like it's more realistic, because the government does dumb things. It's, like... yeah. They're only paying people eight hundred dollars. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I wonder how much <laughs> Philip J. Corso got right? paid. Uh, probably not enough because he had to write a book and release it. And so, yeah. it. so did Bob Lazar. <sighs> He's like, thanks, man. I'm like, I need that cash muns. Yeah, but he describes. He says first there were the tiny, clear, single filament, flexible glass-like wires twisted together through a kind of gray harness as if they were cables going into a junction. They were narrow filaments thinner than copper wire. And it was, so it's like these tiny filaments braided into a harness. And he said it had an eerie glow coming through them as if they were conducting the faint light and breaking it up into different colors. Whoa. When the personnel at the retrieval site in the desert outside of Roswell pulled this piece out of the wreckage of the delta-shaped object, they thought it was some sort of wiring device. A harness is what they said, or maybe some of them thought it was a junction box or electrical relay, but whatever they thought it was, they believed there was nothing like it on this planet. As I turned the object over in my hand, I figured from the way the individual filaments flexed back and forth but didn't break and the way they were able to conduct a light beam along their length, they were a wire of some sort, but for what purpose, I didn't have any clue. So I think that might have been the thing that he figured was a headband. Oh, interesting. I, th- I believe so. It's been a while since I read this book. And then he also had thin two-inch-around matte gray oyster cracker-shaped wafers of a material that looked like plastic but had tiny roadmaps of wires barely raised slash etched along the surface. They were the size oyster of a crackers? 25-cent piece, but the etchings on the surface reminded me of squashed insects with their hundred legs spread out at right angles from a flat body. Ugh. So that's just a, like... That's a chip. Microchip. A microchip. Yeah, so he's describing a microchip, yeah. basically. Hmm. It was a circuit. Anyone could figure that out by 1961, especially when you put it under a magnifying glass. But from the way these wafers were stacked on each other, this was a circuitry unlike any other I'd ever seen. I couldn't figure out how to plug it in and what kind of current it carried, but it was clearly a wire circuitry of a sort that came from a larger board of wafers on board the flying craft. 
And then he also said there was a dull grayish silvery foil like swatch of cloth among these artifacts that you could not fold, bend, tear, or wad up, but that bounded right back into its original shape without any creases. I've heard of that before. Yeah. That's, yeah. Because it was the daughter, right? That yeah. had that piece. Um, it was a metallic fiber with physical characteristics that would, be la- would later be called super tenacity. But when I tried to cut it with scissors, the arms just slid right off without even making a nick in the fibers. If you tried to stretch it, it bounced back. But I noticed that all the threads seemed to be going in one direction. Weird. When I tried to stretch it widthwise instead of lengthwise, it looked like it the fibers had reoriented themselves to the direction uh, I was pulling it in. No. This could be cloth, <laughs> but it obviously wasn't metal. Uh. It was a combination to my unscientific eye of a cloth woven with metal strands that had the drape and malleability of a fabric and the strength and resistance of a metal yeah i like how they got him to do it and he's like i'm not a scientist i don't know yeah it's like teflon yeah Mm -hmm. and then he said there was a written description and a sketch of another device like a short stubby flashlight almost with a self-contained power source that was nothing at all like a like a battery. The scientists at Wright Field who examined it said they couldn't see the beam of light shoot out of it, but when they pointed the pencil-like flashlight at a wall, they could see a tiny circle of red light, but there was no actual beam from the end of what seemed like a lens to the Isn't wall. Is it just a laser pointer? Yeah, it's like a laser. When they passed an <laughs> object in front of the source of light, it interrupted it, but the beam was so intense that the object began smoking. Oh. <laughs> They played with this device a lot before they realized that it was an alien cutting device, like a blowtorch. Oh. One time they floated <laughs> some smoke. Are like, humans are like, wee! Just wee! Like- <laughs> it's, a, it's the forbidden laser pointer, basically. Yeah. But basically they... Um, he it, He said, it wasn't until later when I read military reports of cattle mutilations... In oh, which no. entire organs were removed without any visible trauma to the surrounding cell tissue, that I realized that the light beam cutting torch I thought was in the Roswell file was actually a surgical implement. No. Just like a scalpel that was being used by the aliens in medical experiments on our livestock. No. Oh, no, here's the headband. He says, then there was the strangest device of all, a headband, almost, with electrical signal pickup devices on either side. I could figure out no use for this thing whatsoever unless whoever used it did so as a fancy hairband. It seemed to be a one-size-fits-all headpiece that did nothing, at least not for humans. Maybe it picked up brain brain waves like an electroencephalogram and projected a chart. But no private experiment conducted on it seemed to do anything at all. The scientists didn't even determine how to plug it in or what its source of power was because it came with no batteries or diagrams. I mean, of course it didn't. Like Maybe it was luck. just a headband. Maybe they just had some fashion items with nice. them. That'd that would nice. be very nice. Yeah. So I'm I'm very interested to see if if anything gets released about any of these things. I don't know. Maybe I'm being optimistic, but I just I find these things so specific. They're just very specific. Yeah. The microchip thing, like, and they basically handed it to this guy who is not a scientist, and they're like, he was just a military guy, it out. right? Yeah, he just did, um, didn't, he, like, studied different countries and right. their defense mechanisms and their military and stuff like that. And so basically they were like, are these weapons? What do? And he's just like, uh, I don't uh, know. They're like, are these Russian? And he's like, no. <laughs> nope. Can, can confirm they're not. 
they also talk about in this like the the UFO sightings and they have the the uh, official government statement about them and where the guy is like it it's true it happened fact <laughs> there were UFOs and then of course they have that press release where they're like it wasn't true yeah they backtracked real fast we got you we got you just kidding even though we said that uh we think maybe it was a bad idea to just say that then we changed our mind yeah general twining's memo where he says it is the opinion that the phenomenon reported as something real and not visionary or fictitious there are objects probably approximating the shape of a disc of such appreciable size as to appear to be as large as man-made aircraft there is possibility that none of the incidents may be caused by natural phenomena, such as meteors. The reported operating characteristics, such as extreme rates of climb, maneuverability, particularly in roll, an action which must be considered evasive when sighted or contacted by friendly aircraft and radar, hmm. land belief to the possibility that some of the objects are controlled either manually, automatically, or remotely. So it's just like some of this stuff I feel like very it corroborates what Bob Lazar is saying too. Yeah. Like it's just and there's uh photos in here from the National Archives and they look like the stuff Bob Lazar drew. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like the same disc shape. So that's interesting. I'd be interested to hear Bob Lazar's take on a book like this. Like from a scientific perspective, especially yeah. if he's not caught up in the sensation of UFOs and stuff like that. That's really yeah. Interesting. Wow. I'm scared. Thanks. <laughs> so the the next thing I can bring up is my MUFON emails, my yeah. MUFON updates. I want to I want to hear your MUFON updates. I want to hear the the what are we seeing on a on a daily basis? What what mysteries? What what mysteries evade us? What mysteries? I uh I saved these in my email. And the other book, if you guys wanted to read it, it's called The Day After Roswell. That's the one that Kayla mm -hmm. has. By Colonel Philip J. Corso. Retired. Retired. With William J. Burns. <laughs> so, if you are unaware of MUFON, that is the Mutual UFO Network. And I believe it's it used to be just a printed newsletter. And now they are a full news website um, at MUFON.com, which is M-U-F-O-N.com. And if you, like me, are <laughs> interested, um, you can pay a monthly fee to have access to full articles and all kinds of things. And if you pay a certain amount, you can have a membership card mailed to you, which is pretty dope. Like the Beanie um, Baby membership card. <laughs> like the Beanie Baby membership. Yeah. Or like, wasn't there like an Animorphs one you could do? You remember oh, that? Oh, man. I, I don't know. I didn't have that one. I would have joined it, though. I did that. I remember it was like one of the uh, book fair things where you could get like, oh my God. it was like some kind of like packet. I remember. And now I'm of course jealous. I don't have it. Yeah. I don't have it anymore. I don't even remember the full contents. But I remember there was a card involved because back at that age, everything had a membership yeah. card. But it, they have a store. They have access to testimonials, video testimonials, annual reports, just all kinds of stuff. It's very official. It's like, I feel like it's probably the longest standing network of people keeping their eye on the sky. Um, it was established in 1969. So it's been around a long time. Yeah. But I paid the membership fee so I could get that sweet, sweet info. Um, and one of the first things they 
send to you is every month they have UFO sighting statistics. Oh, man. Which is just crazy. It came in my email and I was like, oh, what? But they have sightings listed by country. And so as at the close of July, at the beginning of August, they sent me an email that's like, here you go. Here's the number of sightings. So in the month of July alone, there were 612 sightings in the United States. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. 47 in Canada, 29 in the UK, 25 in France, 6 in Germany, 4 in Mexico, 4 in India, Three in Indonesia, three in Brazil, three in Portugal, three in Ireland, two in Australia, two in Spain, two in Ecuador, two in South Korea, and then every other country is like one. But it was a total of 769 sightings for the month of July across the entire world. And then distribution by state, California... Tapping us off with 75. California always has the most. I, I don't know if it's because there's, I mean, there's so many people. It's, there's, the, the population is a lot larger. And also there's, I feel like it's because there's a lot of military bases. Yeah, that makes sense. The, it was California with 75. Number two was Florida with 51. And number three was New York with 32. Tied with Ohio for 32. Interesting. Interesting. I'm trying to see where our states are. Washington had 17. Virginia had six, so not many UFOs over here, which I'm fine well, with. What about what about cryptids? We we where we That's lack true. in UFOs, we make up for in cryptids. It's true. There's plenty of those. Mm-hmm. Um, South Dakota only had one, so I'm moving there. <laughs> oh my gosh! And they also have statistics for the type of shape reported, which oh, you're gonna love. That's interesting. You're gonna love that. Yeah. 128 were a circle. <laughs> 87 were spheres. No. No, no spheres. Sixty-one were other. <laughs> the square. What about triangles? Oh well, there were fifty-one triangles. Oh no. Let's see if there were any cylinders. There were twenty-six cylinders. No. Twenty-five cigars. No. Seventeen fireballs. Some of these shapes. I'm sorry. Um, fifteen tic tac shapes. No. Like that's just a cylinder. <laughs> no, but that's what the military start called theirs. They called it a tic tac. Ooh. Yeah. Interestingly, there were three that were Saturn-like, Whoa, which I find weird. that's very interesting. There were some eggs, um, squares, Egg. eggs, discs, ovals, star-like, diamonds, bullets-slash-missiles, blimps, teardrops. And then they also give you statistics for how far away they were from the witness. Oh. So 65 of them were less than 100 fit- feet away from someone, the person what? seeing them. That's really like, close. That's uncomfortably close. Yeah. No, thank you. You would be getting like radiation burns or something. Yep. Yep. So the the most, 175 were over a mile away. Okay. So that's that was the better. majority. Um, and they said, most impressively, there were 15 landings, hovering Ugh. or takeoffs no. reported, and 22 entities no. observed. So. No. What is I want to see? What did they say about the entities? Like, what do they look like? Uh, I'm gonna hop over to the news page and see if anybody (laughs) says it. Let's see. They do have just hop on over because I have access because I have paid for my membership and they're probably gonna take it away from me for talking about this exclusive information. You're a member. (laughs) They highlight some cases. Uh, the one that they highlighted for the the July's email newsletter was a double sighting in Northeast Tennessee. 
So they said this was on July 13th. And it says, apparently two or more witnesses on a camping trip in northeast Tennessee observed a near circular object for one hour at 3 p.m. in full daylight and with a partially cloudy sky. We were camping in Unicoi County, Tennessee, and saw a round light in the sky. It seemed to be hovering in place as clouds moved below the object. Hmm. I took pictures with my cell phone and then with my 300 millimeter digital camera. When zooming in, there appears to be a chevron in the middle of a circle with a glowing edge. The craft was characterized as a circle as viewed by witness number one. And they have the the photo. It's not very good. It's like, wow. That's what we got. Whoa. Whoa. And witness number two, which was on July 14th, the very next day, uh, said on the next day, also in northeast Tennessee, witness number two claims to have photographed a craft characterized by the witness as a tic-tac. His, her photo is shown below, and and it looks basically the same. And their testimony is, I went outside at exactly 1 a.m. on the morning of July 14th, 2020, to stargaze. Very strange <laughs> As you do. choice, but it's like the <laughs> Sims. It's like the Sims <laughs> when you click outside and you just tell them to stargaze. And just go, just go outside. 1 a.m., what else are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> just, just have a sit. Just have a just sit. have a nice sit. I had previously been doing so and returned inside for a drink of water and a few minutes to sit down. Inside, I guess, instead of outside. After returning outside after a couple of minutes, something caught my eye to the west of my home. I noticed what appeared to be a glowing white pill-shaped object hovering approximately 50 feet above a group of trees to my west. The object was approximately one mile to my west when I first observed it. When I noticed it, the object immediately started to rise and simultaneously turn end on end 360 degrees. The end furthest from me turned towards me to begin the rotation as it started to rise. It rose very slowly and gained altitude moving in my direction toward the east. I estimate the object gained 1,500 feet in altitude in 30 seconds. It was a very slow and graceful rise. Once it reached 1,500 feet in altitude and an inclination of around 80 degrees, the craft stopped and hovered. This is when I realized it was a solid object. At this moment, I took out my smartphone and took a photo. I noticed the bottom was glowing a dull but strong white, almost like phosphorus. The bottom center glowing brighter. As the light went further out towards the edges, it faded. The sides and the top of the craft were a dull white, but the object appeared white as well. The bottom was flat and the sides were rounded with a slight indentation on either of the long sides, while the ends were at raised angles. I noticed three small openings on either end of the object in these raised areas. I would describe these as portholes or vents. They were very black and not showing any light. You can somewhat see them in the photo I attached. The craft hovered for approximately five to ten seconds. I took the photo a few seconds after the craft stopped. I reached up to my phone, which I was holding above my head to turn on video and get more photos. This is when the craft brightened slightly on the bottom and shot directly to the north while maintaining the 1,500-foot altitude. Huh. I lost sight of the craft in a couple of seconds. The speed was tremendous as it left, much faster than any jet or aircraft I've ever seen. The craft made absolutely no noise. I looked at my phone a few seconds later, a few seconds after the craft shot away, and the time was 1.05 a.m. And the picture is not great. Yeah, it looks like the other one. <laughs> Those are my favorite ones that are just like, just a blur. Yeah, like, it's just like, like a blob. Like we all have cell phones and yet we still can only get pictures of UFOs that are just a literal blur. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's dark, I guess. I guess it's because it's dark. 
I do like that some of them have detailed descriptions. That's very cool. Yeah, like that was incredibly detailed. But apparently MUFON is investigating hmm. further, which oh. is just, I don't know. This is just really cool. So they, they kind of like... Like, do they use the money for all the, like, like whose job is it to be the UFO? And I'm asking how I can do this and get paid. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just asking how I can apply for this position, basically. Yeah. Can I also be a UFO investigator? Because this sounds pretty <laughs> sick. I Not know. Not gonna lie. So they have, like, after this article they have a section for commentary and they kind of talk about it um reference back to other MUFON journals like other situations and then it's at the end it says we'll have to be patient for the MUFON investigation to be completed and it says case disposition in progress in so, <laughs> maybe you could become a MUFON yeah alien investigator also, That's- for five dollars, you can buy this great gift—an alien on board sticker decal, and the alien has a little <laughs> snapback hat on. <laughs> alien on board. So, if you want exclusive merch, um, you gotta you gotta get on there. Yeah, that's great. But I th- think I think all of their issues are digital now. But yes, they have the the journal that they release. I think monthly. <laughs> An alien on board. <laughs> I know. I feel like I need this. Let's see. I'm going to see if I can. Their website's not the best to navigate. It's It's got a lot of drop downs. And there's like a million pages you could go to. There's just so many. Yeah. You could donate to them. I wonder if I could write that off on my taxes. <laughs> Do you think they're Probably. a nonprofit? I mean, they have to be, right? To ask. Wow. Maybe. I don't know. I think so. I love it. There's a news page. There's a MUFON bookstore. Field investigator training. All right. Hang on. I'm going to look at this before we go to the news page. (laughs) There's an online store. You can go. Oh, my God. I didn't look at all this yet. Oh, no. So in the store, there's field investigator training. And it says you can go to field investigator boot camp in Arizona. What? For $150. That's a steal. Oh, you could buy the... Oh, you could buy a hard copy of the investigator manual. Oh my, oh my God, God, why is it $100? What? That's more, that's almost as much as the actual boot camp. Yeah. What, okay, hang on. I'm going to read the description for the boot camp because, whoa. Not going to it because COVID. I can't believe you yeah. guys are still <laughs> listing this on here. And in Arizona. Yeah. Where it's bad. Register now for the third annual MUFON boot camp in Arizona. This event will sell out November 6th to 8th. Oh. Don't go. Please don't. <laughs> MUFON will hold its 2020 Field Investigator Boot Camp the weekend of November 68th in sunny Mesa, Arizona. There are spots for 40 participants and you must sign up through the MUFON store. Wow. Tells you where you're going to stay. Does not really tell me any information about what this training entails. It's very small description, like a paragraph. And most of it's like, you're going to stay at the Days Inn at blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sounds like a thrill. Ooh, God, this is so serious. Okay, <laughs> so I went to the I went to the book, which I really want. Hang on, let me send you the picture of the cover. I'm like, can I justify spending $105 on this? Probably not. Oh, man, this book. Classified and confidential. Get classified. out. Get out of here. I'm going to put it in the <laughs> chat. Get out of here. I'm sorry. So this move is on. the six. Check yourselves, move on. Look at this. Classified and confidential. <laughs> Oh my god, I love their logo though. The logo is very me cool. Starfleet. <laughs> it's in full color, high quality paper. The unique spiral binding allows the manual to lie flat or fold for one-handed viewing. 
very important details. Yeah, because your other hands are going to be just slapping them alien cheeks. <laughs> slapping them cheeks. All of the field investigator training information is contained in this manual. MUFON members who purchase this manual will have access to an exclusive area of MUFON University where they will take the certification exam online. Upon successful completion of the online exam, each field investigator trainee will be able to print a color certificate pronouncing this achievement. No more than three attempts. You You are allowed no more than three attempts to pass. After three failed attempts, there is a six-month waiting period before attempting the exam again. The test must be completed within one year. It's like a driving test. It's like a driving test. That's amazing. (laughs) Anyways, so we need $210 so we can each buy a manual and (laughs) try to pass this test. Oh, we'll pass it. We'll pass it. Oh, my gosh. There's a picture of the certificate, too. As long as they don't make me do any math. (laughs) <laughs> I know. What if they mean I can't do math either? Yeah, then oh look. But if there it's it online, is. if it's online, I can cheat. It's fine. <laughs> so Oh, here's the certificate. You can print it out for yourself. See? Certificate of achieve- achievement. Field wow. investigator certificate examination. Amazing. Oh man, the it, oh sh- whoa. Also you could buy it online for cheaper, but I would want the printed version, honestly. Of the book. Also, yeah. But you can buy the online version and it comes in, it's available in over 100 languages. Isn't well, that wild? Yeah. You got to be able to study UFOs wherever you are. They have it in Icelandic. Oh my God. Sorry. B- bees just said, wow, congrats, Denise, which was who the, Denise Siegel is the <laughs> certificate of achievement. Oh, yeah. That's great. This is amazing. Yeah. It's also available in Scots Gaelic. Wow. Very specific, but you know, yeah. There's it's it's in Yiddish, it's it's in. This it's is a in, worldwide phenomenon. Wow, 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 wow! I am blown away. I did not look at the store before. No, now that's I didn't great. look at the training. They're available merchandise. Let's see. Oh, definitely got some face masks. That's great. Um, as you do these days. As you do. As you do. As you do. Um, flying saucer stress relievers. Watch the sky magnets, which is great. Watch the sky magnets. <laughs> alien on board, as we saw. Alien on board sticker. Oh, my God. Some books that I really want to purchase. Extraterrestrial oh my God. contact. Ta- Tavnazian just donated $210. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why did you do that? You didn't have to. You're too sweet. No. <laughs> but now we have to buy the book. No. Now we have to take the t- <laughs> Thank you, Tavnazian. It's very sweet oh, no. of you. <laughs> oh no! Now we have to study. But now we, it's now we be have like to school study again. Now we have to wow. study. We have to impress you with our knowledge. Wow, Tavnazian! Now you've put us on the spot. We have to. Oh wow! We okay. have to go out there and become true alien investigators and make sure that we print out our certificates. <laughs> oh yeah! I'm gonna like. Okay, first of all, I'm gonna. We gotta ace this. Yeah, we can't. We can't be those failures that fail no. three times in a row. And second of all, that is going to get framed at a professional framing store. <laughs> be like, this is tabnazing. Keeping keeping the wheels on this bus, this on this UFO <laughs> bus as we're riding down the street. Wow. Yeah, we could put this. This goes in my Twitter bio. <laughs> oh, Move we on. can. Oh, that's gonna go my resume if Move I get this. Yeah, field investigator. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a skill. That um, is a skill. Wow. Yeah. There's also a live UFO map. 
I'm gonna pull this up. So what? So what? We have to get the. Is it like online book or like we have to get the book and then we can take the test? Is that it? Yeah, you have to. You get the book. Let me see what it said about it. Research. Oh gosh, which drop down did I go to? Let Don't me worry, you. it's real enchanter. We're not going to the camp during times of COVID. We're no, no camp. I'm not. I'm not risking getting the Rona to get my <laughs> to get my alien UFO certificate. <laughs> now it says, uh, MUFON members who purchase this manual will have access to an exclusive area of MUFON University where they will take the certi certification exam online. So you'll probably have to pay $5 okay. to become a member. It's like $5 a month or something. I okay. paid for one month, so I might have to pay for another month, but that's fine. Wow. Oh, man. We got to earn the alien merit badge. We can't even put it on our vest until we are <laughs> until we're officially MUFON approved. Let me, uh, so there's also, if you're a MUFON member, you have access to the live UFO map where you can report a UFO. Let me send you a screenshot of this. I wish. Very distressed by it. I wish I could see some UFO, like UFOs. I don't know. Don't say that. I want to. Well, where maybe are you they? Will. Once you become a field investigator, perhaps maybe. you will. Maybe, You'll yeah. gain those skills. Oh, here's the map. Ugh. I hate that they're Ooh, like little. Is that animals. one in West Virginia? Ooh, the one in West Virginia is a black triangle. No. <laughs> Here. Oh, and they tag it if there's a photo. They'll tell you. That's pretty cool. I looked at this back like when I was in high school or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so fun. Here's the most recent UFO sightings. You guys can. It's probably a little blurry, but you can see there's a bunch near LA. There's a bunch in New York. Again, I think places with a bigger population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Let me see. Oh, man. If you zoom in, more pop up. I hate that. Oh, There's no. a bunch in Seattle. No! Look at this. Get, out, oh, of, get out of my house. Sorry, the aliens just zoomed me out before I could take a screenshot. Oh, yeah. Are they near caves? Oh, probably. Hang on. Let me send you this zoomed in screenshot. Damn. To cause you much distress. No! No! <laughs> no, they're over my house. No. Here, I'll show you guys on the map. We can see if I get abducted, this is why. Oh, wow. When you zoom in, there's a lot more. No. Wow. Yeah, because I zoomed out. I guess they're just showing showing you where the highest concentrations are. Ew. <laughs> One of them's an alien head. So I assume that's an actual alien. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> they saw a real alien. Oh my gosh, alien encounter in New Jersey on July 10th, 2005. No. Summary, woken up by something, then ran towards me, put its hand on my back. Ew. Can feel it tried to scream, but no. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Why there's so many in <gasps> Seattle? Oh my gosh, I wonder if there's any alien encounters in Seattle. Hang on, I'm going to zoom in further to no. see if there's alien encounters. Hang on. Hang on, I'm trying to find where you live to tell you. Oh crap, there's a triangle no! where you live. <laughs> <laughs> no! Three separate UFOs caught on camera near where you live no! in 2018. Captured video in 2012. No! <laughs> oh my gosh. I hate this. I want to find more of the little alien faces because that makes me want to die. Oh my like, god, the little tiny alien faces. <laughs> yeah, that means it's an alien encounter. Search across. <laughs> oh my god, where was that one I just looked at? It made me like sweaty. It's like, touch my back. No. Tried to scream. <laughs> this <laughs> makes you sweaty. I am. I don't. Ooh. 
Like, don't come in my house. You can fly over me. That's fine. Don't come in my house. No, do not. Do not come in my house. I have house. enough anxiety about existing. Oh, my God. Hang on. I, I Yeah, I, I have, like, I can't, yeah. I just can't do the, like, spheres and, like, cylinders. Like, I would be less scared, honestly, if I saw a creature. Like Really? Yes. Yes, I would be less scared. But the, when they're spheres and stuff, they're far away. No, but no. What if they were close, though? I don't know. I would There's... be less scared of seeing an actual alien than if a metallic sphere appeared outside of my house. Oh my gosh. I sent you a screenshot to okay. show you the little alien face. This one is in Great Falls, Montana. It was an alien encounter in 2002. No. Described as a tallish blonde woman figure came out of nowhere during early hours. Oh my God. It's not really. <laughs> and you can see the little face right there. It's kind of like on the bottom right hand side. There's a little alien face. Oh, wow. I hate this. I hate this map. It's so funny. A Nord. Yeah. Uh, the Pleiadians or whatever they're called. The Ple- Ple- Pleiadians. Oh my gosh. There's so many alien encounters in New York. So that's just probably normal ass people they see in New York. Like, <laughs> ooh, nineteen sixty two, camping in my backyard with my cousin is how they encountered an alien. That's all the detail they gave. That's just Men in Black. Here come the Men in Black. <laughs> oh man! Wow. So you could have access to this map. I feel like I could spend hours zooming in and looking at these different things because it's just everywhere and the more you zoom in well to like get to streets and stuff the more there are the interesting thing too is that someone like these all had to be reported by someone who had to search out mufon yeah like so so they they came to mufon and they reported it they had to be disturbed enough to be like there's aliens i saw one i need to tell someone i'm gonna find mufon I'm going to look near my house, and then I'll be done with this map. I'm just very scared. <laughs> I hate it. I hate the little this alien face. Also takes forever to load. Oh my gosh. I z- it just keeps, like, zooming in. When I'm not zooming in, it's possessed or poorly coded, one of the two. Wow, everyone. You could see any alien sightings near... Your house, which I desperately hate. Okay. Ooh, there's some aliens there! At your house? Yeah, near my house. No! Oh, I'm zooming in. Where'd they go? They should have cryptid ones, too. I'm saying. Oh, 100% they should. Yeah. Cupcake Valkyrie said, uh, considering how things are going here already, I feel like an alien invasion would be a step up. I mean, I agree. <sighs> You're not wrong. Okay, well, they disappeared when I zoomed in, but there were aliens there. Ooh, here's one up above me. Oh, gosh, it's a triangle. No! The Black worst. Triangle sighting in 2017, two streets from my house. Uh, on a walk, looked up and saw aircraft flying over the house, then over me, and then disappeared, or too dark to see once past my yard. Triangle shaped with rounded edge, black, dark, no lights, no sound. It's... Oh, wow, there's a detailed description. I went for went outside with my dog around 8 p.m. and watching the sky at 8.30 p.m. I got frustrated and bored because I hadn't seen anything in the sky, so I decided to go back inside. I was almost on my porch to walk in the door, and a dark, slow-moving object caught in my periphery of my eye. I looked straight up over me, and about 40 to 50 feet above me was a very dark, triangle-shaped aircraft with rounded edges, flat surface on the bottom, and it was too close and too dark to see what the shape was on the top of the aircraft. 
It had three oblong-shaped structures going down both sides on the aircraft. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Hate it. <laughs> Close to my house. No. So some of these... Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know this. If you scroll down further, there's detailed descriptions. Uh -oh. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And that wow. was in wow, 2018? Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hang on. Let me, let me go to this one of the alien encounters and see if it has a more detailed thing. This was in New York. It does. Went outside on porch. Woke up too early. Thought it was Jupiter and too lazy to bring out the <laughs> telescope. Oh, wow. This website's very buggy. Then it suddenly started approaching me. It was beautiful. As it got closer, it looked kind of like the Mason sign? Question mark. It was no longer spherical, but like an inverted triangle with a sphere in the middle and bright blue. I don't remember anything after that. My dog would not go outside with me. All I remember is that it was beautiful, and I was not scared, but slightly freaking out as it approached me. Sounds like you were to get scared. Get a few to pictures. Me. Yeah, sounds, sounds like, like you're scared. you were scared. I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. Uh, the next thing I know, waking, I was waking up in bed this afternoon, and that was in 2020. That was a couple. No, that was August August second, 2020. Ah. So just like this orb. No. It's like a weird. I can't do like, it. No. No orbs. Like approached him mm -mm. and then passed out and woke up in his bed. Wow. So if you want to be entertained for hours, let me tell you this map for sure. Because all these have more detailed descriptions. I didn't even realize that. It's so scary. Wow. MUFON. They're doing good work. They're doing... The work. Now we're going the, now we're going to we're going to be official investigators, so I am very scared about failing this test now. <laughs> Let me tell you. There's no no, there's no there is no uh pass or fail. There's only trying. Well, that's true, but you can also fail. Yeah. I mean, but if they tell me like we need you to calculate how far away this UFO is, I'll be like, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh no, uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Mm -mm. I'm trying to see if there are any alien encounters in Seattle, and then I'll be done. But this is just fascinating. They're all over. So people took the initiative to go on here and fill this out. All these people. It's so many. That's so many. It's too many. It is way too many. It's distressing. 13 plus orange yellow orbs. That's a lot. 13? I was at Golden Gar Golden Gardens Park <gasps> oh, in the so parking lot. That's so close to me! <laughs> no! Looking out at Pu Puget Sound. <sighs> it was a warm September evening. There were many people out on the beach with several bonfires going. Music and laughter were in the air. Oh, no! It was dark and the sky was clear. At around 8.20, I noticed an orange-yellow orb coming out of the north, passing by the beach, and continuing to go south, going right over Seattle, about 20 minutes away by car. I instinctively knew it was a UFO and immediately got my journal out of my truck and began noting what was going on. The second one came by at 8.30, and then in 5, 10, and 15-minute intervals until 10.10, a total of 13, the beachgoers became quiet. The UFOs were flickering, orange-yellow orbs with radiating shards of yellow light emanating from the top. They were about one-eighth a mile out over Puget Sound, maybe 1,000 feet up. I could see and hear the jet traffic going in and out of SeaTac Airport, about 35 minutes away, but the orbs were silent. As the third one came by, I signaled to it with a small handheld flashlight. It seemed to slow a little, and I thought to myself, <gasps> I wonder what they are doing. 
immediately the word conference came into my mind. I think they contacted me. No! Most of them seemed to be following Puget Sound as a flight path. One made a 90 degree turn and headed west at the same altitude. But here's the kicker. One blasted off straight up with three noticeable speed changes. It wiggled from side to side as it went and kept its color until after the third speed change, at which time it became a black dot and then disappeared. That blew my mind. I've been studying UFOs for 43 years and had never seen one in person. What an initiation. Three exclamation points. So this is going to freak you out, but I've seen those like orange orbs before here. What? Yeah, one time I was, like, out, I have a, like, there's a hot tub next to my house, and I was just, like, sitting in the hot tub, and I was seeing the same thing. I was seeing, and I'm really close to Golden Gardens, I was seeing an airplane going over, like, I was seeing the airplanes from SeaTac, and this, so, like, I see the airplanes go over all the time, because they go, like, right above me, but I saw an orange orb go across the sky, no plane lights, nothing, nothing. And, like, everyone around me saw this, too. And I was like, that was an alien. And everyone, of course, was like, no, it's not. And I was like, it is! <laughs> but it was an... And it went like this, and it turned. Like, it made a, a right-hand, a- like, turn and disappeared. Then another one came. Same path. Right-hand turn, disappeared. And then the third one came. Same exact path. Right-hand turn, disappeared. And they were orange orbs. So are you freaking out right now? Because this is exactly yeah, what that's you exa- described. Yeah, that's... I saw the same thing. I saw the same thing that that person saw. They did not contact me. <laughs> conference. <laughs> they were not having a conference, uh, but it was weird. It was weird because it had no plane lights. It had no blinky lights. Had no because I could see, I can see the planes, and it was not the trajectory that the planes usually go. Well, this was in 2014. I this probably hate that I hate that this happened to you. I was probably I'm like scared. earlier this year because it was dur- still during COVID. So, oh my gosh, I hate that. Yeah, that's awful. But like, I thought it was weird. I was like, I don't know if that's like worth talking about because I don't know if, if it was an alien or if it was like a UFO. Well, now you know. Well, now I know it was definitely something weird. But so I did see them. Oh my gosh. Well, this. This map would genuinely give you hours of enjoyment or torment. I'm not sure. Both. There's also MUFON TV, but the link doesn't work. Oh, (laughs) no. I know. So you can't watch TV. There's, ooh, find a chapter. So maybe you could have physical meetings. Not Um, not anymore. Not anymore. You can pull up the the last 20 sighting reports. Um, And let's see. That's interesting. They are mostly from today. Right? Today's the 15th? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Mostly from today, some from yesterday. It looks like the most recent was... They didn't give a time, just as submitted. A floating orb in Draper, Utah. Then there was a deep black object with a dark green solid light hovering over the freeway in Austin, Texas. Ugh! Ugh! They have pictures. There's pictures. Oh, this one's got a video. Hang on, I have to download it. Ew, it's downloading my computer. (laughs) No! Um, That one's in another language, so I can't read it. Then West Virginia, they had hovering triangles. Oh my gosh, hate this. All right, hang on, I just downloaded this 46 megabyte video, so I'm going to look at it. Great, love it. Ew! All my chickens chickens are yelling. 
Yeah, your chickens are probably like, there's yeah. Orbeez. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They were just like, there's aliens. Oh, no, I hate that. <gasps> I'm sorry. I'm distressed. <laughs> this is definitely not going to send you over Discord. But it's like a, it's a, oh, my God. It's just like a, it's a glowing orb and he's following it through the sky. No. And it's just, it's like moving incredibly slowly and very smoothly. And it looks stupid. I'm going to take a screenshot. It looks stupid in the screenshot, but he follows it. And it's moving just like in a steady line. And it, di- it keeps like disappearing and reappearing. What? No, I hate and it. It's like a perfect no, I hate sphere. It. I hate I'm it. sending you a screenshot. Wow. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of pictures associated with these things. Oh, weird. Yeah, I see the screenshot. It's just like, you can just see like a bright light. It doesn't really, I'll show you guys. It doesn't really look like much, but you can see a little bit of it. Oh, look at this one. There it is. The spooky <laughs> light. The video is creepy. That does creep me out. This one's hilarious. This one goes with the one that goes over the freeway. Look at how um, how realistic this is. Is that facetious? Is it... It's, it's like, you just got to see <laughs> okay. it. You just... <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Look, everyone. <laughs> look at this. This is undeniable proof. Look. You guys, look, it's proof. Do you see it? I will describe I'll describe it to you. It's a poorly I know, they're seeing it CG'd now. UFO. <laughs> wow. Realistic. I cannot believe that we have seen a real UFO on this podcast. Wow. Seems legit. <laughs> Seems legit. Beautiful. Oh no, there's more there's very Ooh, there's beautiful. Oh, God, should I download this other video? Why oh, would you God. spend your time going on MUFON to like post a fake picture? Like <laughs> There's so many fact. There's so many videos and I'm scared. I don't want to download them. Well, it's story time anyway. So, okay, good. <laughs> We're going to move on to story time and tell you a few spooky stories from from uh our listeners. It's too spooky. I'm sorry that we had to show you a real UFO though. Whew, I know. Be careful sorry for the the spookiness. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at spookysaturdaystories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. That's, that is fair. We have one email here that I've pulled up. It's got two short stories from the same person. So I'm going to send them to you because they're they're little ones. All right. Um, These come from Bailey. All right. So thank you, Bailey, for sending these in. I think you should read both because they're just, they're little short ones. Okay, I'll read both. All right, it's story time. This happened when I was in my early elementary school years. For context, my room was situated in a way where I could s- can see out my door to the hallway while sitting up in bed, and I used to sleep with my door open. Not anymore. Uh, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> there was one night where I was lying on my side, facing the door, and I just woke up for no reason. I remember seeing a shadow person, and I got very and I got a very manly energy from it. He was tall, Ooh. had a hat, and leaned against my door frame with his arms and legs crossed. I didn't feel threatened, but it was very weird. Uh, it was like he was watching me or watching over me. That sounds like Ugh. that sounds like a yeehaw shadow person, <laughs> a <laughs> cowboy, Ye- yeehaw boy. Um, there's a second story. 
There was another experience I had a couple years ago. I had this toy that my dad got me for Valentine's Day. It was two plush monkeys and their hands sewn to one another. And when you pushed their noses together, they stuck together with the magnet and let out a cartoony. I love you. I kept Aww. this toy at the bottom of my closet, buried beneath blankets and other stuff. One night, I was woken up to a muffled, I love you, coming from my closet. I was freaked out, so I got up and tried to get my dad to help me look for it. He and I dug through everything in my closet, trying to look for the toy, but we couldn't find it. He said to go back to sleep, and I begrudgingly did so. Not long after getting back into bed and falling asleep, I heard the muffled noises again. I hop <sighs> I noped out of my room and slept on the couch for the rest of the night. In the morning, I went back to my room and absolutely destroyed my closet looking for the toy. When I found it, I tried to push their noses together to make the noise, but nothing happened. My dad tried the same thing, and there was only silence. We gave each other a spooked look and promptly threw it away. <laughs> That's like, I remember I had a No, I had a like, Furby. I was going to say I had a Furby do that. I think all Furbies were haunted. All of them. Every single mm-hmm. one of the Furbies. They're all haunted. Um, so what do you guys I, think? I would agree with that. Fact or fiction? I'm going to say fact. For both or? For both, yeah. For both? Do, 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 do. Well, for those of you that said fact for both, you got it. Yay! Both are real. They're both real. I, I hate that toy one. Toys are weird. I had my Furby do weird stuff all the time. I did not like it. Not one bit. Yeah. They definitely would, like, just wake up in the closet. Because I remember I put mine in the closet for a long time. And it yeah. was just like, me hungry. And you're just like, nope. <laughs> nope. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Well, thank you, Bailey. Yeah, thanks, Bailey. All right. I have the next one pulled up if you're ready. Okay. My name is Marie. My family used to do this thing every summer where we'd all go over to my aunt and uncle's house to camp in their backyard and sleep in tents because they were the only ones with a fire pit. I hated camping and being outdoors, so instead I would sleep in the house in my cousin's room every year. One year, when I was in my late teens, I was up on the balcony just after everyone had settled down in their tents to sleep because I think I was teen angsting, and they lived in a more rural area, and I loved looking at the stars there. Suddenly, six perfectly round lights appeared in the sky. They were large, but there was nothing projecting from them from the sky, and it didn't look like something was projecting them from the ground either just that they were just hanging there. They looked like the lights you'd see at the stadium for sports like baseball or football. They were in straight rows of three each, but they were massive. It couldn't have been stadium lights or construction because there was nothing happening around that area for miles. I called to my mom in one of the tents below to look at them, but she yelled at me to go to bed because it was late and I had woken her up. I was the only one who saw them and they disappeared after a couple minutes. I think she didn't believe me because when I was a child, I had watched one of those documentary-style alien abduction videos with her, and it terrified me. No. What do we think? Oh my god. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'll say fact. I say fact. Well, you're right. Ah! No. This one's real. No. No. Too many spooky lights tonight, let me tell you. I hate that. I know. I am not cool with it. I like how, like, that when I saw that, like, hot tub UFO, when I was, like, in the hot tub and I saw a fly by, I was like, that's not a UFO. Now I'm just like, oh, no, it was. Yeah, is this making you question everything? I can't believe that someone had the exact same. Yeah, it's weird. It is the same. Very weird. 
Oh my gosh. You need to go, you need to join MUFON and report I this. I do. I do. Because then I can, that's like collaboration with that other person, except for I didn't get a message in my brain. <laughs> conference. Yeah, conference. Okay, story time. There's a stretch of railroad near my friend's house that houses an eerie legend. Supposedly, a group of teenagers had been hanging out around the tracks while looking at a house in the neighborhood to rob. The tracks were blocked off to traffic that day for routine electrical maintenance. The teens didn't know that and apparently were unprepared when a train began bearing down on them. Two of them were injured, but the ringleader lost his arm and apparently bled out before any help could arrive. They say if you go to the old tracks at night, you'll see him looking for his lost arm. My friend and I once decided to go and try and see the ghost teen. We parked my car and began walking down the tracks. They've been abandoned for a few years now, don't worry. Flashlights in hand. Off in the distance, I saw something like a reflector. Curious as to what would be reflecting our lights, we decided the best thing to do was to hurry on up and to where the thing was. As we got closer, we both saw a single translucent arm clutching a pocket knife floating around the tracks. We didn't stay long enough to ask questions, suffice to say. Within minutes, we were back in my car, peeling out of there. I know it sounds silly to have reacted that way, but seeing a floating arm with a knife wasn't exactly a normal occurrence. Ugh. Knife arm. <laughs> Knife arm. Knife arm. <laughs> that's like a, that's a very, very fact or fiction-y tale. It is. If I've oh ever my heard God, one. it is. And it'd be like, it'd be like, they say that his knife arm is there to this day. Ah. <laughs> and then ah. Frakes would have some like pun, like, like, I don't know. Oh. I can't even think of one, but he would have a good pun. Let's get straight to the point. Oh no. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll give you a hand with the answer. Something <laughs> missing. Oh my god. I'm gonna say it's faction. Like maybe the legend is real, but I don't think they saw a knife hand. That's just my opinion. Well This one's a complete fabrication. No, it's all fake. No! It's all fake. Our writers got you! <laughs> Our writers got you. Who is it from? Uh, this one does not have a sign off, right, so we well, will say anonymous. Thank you, anonymous. That was great. That's that's that that feels like a spooky scout manual story. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that seems like a merit badge. Just a floating hand with a knife. It would just look like a serial killer badge. Yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, I am. I have another one pulled up. If you're All right, ready, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, story time. Hello, you may call me Jackal. I was up around 11 p.m. as my anxiety was being a butt and not letting me sleep. Can relate. I was drawing and listening to Celtic music when I heard a loud sound followed by a fizzly pop. It freaked me out, me and my roommates out. We cautiously checked out my window to see what it was. I saw one of my neighbor's vehicles was on fire. The fire was really high and looked like it was about to be touched by a nearby tree. The firefighters were called. No one was hurt. I never found out what caused that fire. Uh, this sounds like arson. <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure that's not. I mean, it's spooky in its own right, but I'm pretty sure that's just arson. The haunted arsonist <laughs> yeah. strikes again. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm gonna say that's fact because that's just a crime. That's just crimes. That's just a crime. Fact, but just crime. Well, you got it. This one's oh, real. It's real. A real crime occurred a real, a that real day. Electrical crime. It does sound like something electrical messed up. Actually, like it could yes. be something like 
Which, or, or if we wanted to go all out, it could be, uh, I don't know, and a, and a ghost, an electric ghost. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a haunted arsonist. Yeah, I haunted like arsonist. Yes. <laughs> a haunted arsonist. Exactly. Perfect. I'll send you this one. There is no sign off on this one either. If you want to be credited, just give us a sign off name because I don't want to read your like name that's associated with your email because you may not want that. All right, story time. When I was small, I grew up in an old spooky town in the middle of nowhere. No streets light, no street lights, no stores, nothing. Your closest neighbor was far enough away that you could scream in the dead of night and no one would hear you. But that never stopped us kids from wandering around. Honestly, we felt more encouraged by it, though we probably shouldn't have due to the bears, mountain lions, fisher cats, and coyotes. Uh, but there were rarely any strangers, so, and so we ran the town, turning its dirt roads and forests into our stomping ground at all hours. One night, for no real reason, I was walking down my road on a full moon, just enjoying the sights. I usually enjoyed walking down to one of our two cemeteries to relax on the paths or sit in an un unoccupied grass and look at the moon and see how its light would cascade around the ground. But this time, something stopped me. As I approached the entrance, out from behind one of those big blue recycling cans a resident would keep by the path, up popped a black shape. I stopped dead in my tracks and took in the figure. I remember it clear as day, tall and thin, the recycling can only reaching its stomach slash hips. It appeared to be wearing a suit and a top hat, all in midnight black, <sighs> uh, just like its shadowy skin, and on its face a mask, similar to the smiling mm. one they use in a pair of pair of happy and sad masks for classic plays and dramas. I stood frozen and it stared back at me. I lifted, it lifted one of its long, thin arms with a white gloved hand and waved at me before no. ducking down back behind the can. I didn't exactly feel malicious intention, but I definitely wasn't interested in continuing my walk. I stood there for about 15 minutes, not sure what to do, just hoping not to provoke its appearance once more. I ended up walking all the way back home backwards, not willing to run my back on that thing. I made it back home without seeing him again, though it wouldn't be the last time I saw it. No! Why does it end like that? <laughs> it's not the last time that you saw it. Yeah, what? Where's this the next what? time? <laughs> what? What happened? <laughs> no. I hate that. It's like a shadow mm -hmm. mime. Oh, God. No, it is... It's like the Phantom of the Opera, but scary. Yeah. I don't know though. It seems it seems too video gamey to be real, so I'm gonna say it's fiction. Still creepy. Still creepy. Still creepy. Well, this one's true. No. <laughs> no. Come we on. Got you. It's true. Come on. A similar no. event did occur. No. 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 That's awful. Our submitter, our scout that sent this in says, maybe I'll write in with more as long as this one isn't already too lengthy. And I would say, give us some more if yeah. you saw this thing again. We would love to hear yeah. some updates, please. That's awful. I hope it's not like your neighbor or something. <laughs> oh, God. Like, it's all scary. I don't like any of it. Ugh. Ugh. Nope. Shadow mime. Negative. 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 Yeah, please, if you're if you are here, if you hear this, definitely give us some updates. Put in the subject that you're updating us so we know to to grab it and update everyone on your continued sightings of this thing, yeah. I guess. Please. And we'll have to name it. It sounds like it's a new cryptid. Yeah. That I call it Shadow Mime. Shadow Mime is good. <laughs> I do like Shadow Mime. Ugh. The tall neighbor. Ew no. Ew, 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 I hate it. Ew, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, thank you all so much for tuning in for this week's episode of Spooky Saturday. We're glad to be back. Um, I hope you enjoyed all this this alien update. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to cover next week. Um, oh, yeah. Hmm. We'll, we'll figure it out. We were just on an alien kick because we had so many good stories, and I just I really wanted to talk about the Bob Lazar book. Salute. Yeah, salute that was to Bob. fascinating. Salute to Bob. Salute. We believe you, Bob. We believe We believe Bob. Bob. And, uh, and yeah, so make sure to take care of yourselves, drink some water, check the Spooky Scout site, SpookySaturday.com for patches. They'll be listed soon and get your own merit Mm -hmm. badges. Join our Discord. Yeah, join our Discord. It's been very active, so come hang out with us. Yeah, come join the Discord, talk about spooky things you see or art that you make or whatever you want. Please, if you have any spooky stories, send them to SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com. We also have a P.O. box down below. So if you want to send us anything spooky in the mail, um, we also have that. And uh, yeah, so now we're going to be studying for our our MUFON test. (laughs) Crap. I can't believe I've led us into this trap. It's all Kayla's fault. It is. But yeah, thank you so much, Spooky Scouts. And we will will see you next week. Take care of yourselves and uh, make sure to drink water and don't get abducted by aliens. Mm -hmm. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for Spooky Saturday. I'm Kayla Klein, and you can find me at KaylaKlein.com or on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeCrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about Spooky Saturday and becoming a Spooky Scout, You can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookySaturday.com. If you want to toss a coin our way, you can offer the podcast some sustainable support by subscribing to Patreon.com slash SpookySaturday. Spooky Saturday airs live Saturday on Twitch.tv slash WeCrowingHens at 3 p.m. Pacific.